You're listening to Fiber Trainers Podcast, Season 4, Episode 24, published on February 14th, 2023. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. This episode, we'll be talking to Charlie Cook about how to work a crowd and how to network for those who are introverts and be a sincere networker. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and sit back and relax for this week's episode. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Fiber Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com and learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. All certified instructors can apply for FTA coverage. And remember, for listening to this podcast, you can receive 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Manus X. I've been a longtime Manus user from their original Manus X to the new Manus X10 that came out with a couple of years ago, and now excited about their most recent product, Manus Blackbeard X. The Manus Blackbeard X combines the Manus 10 and the Manus Blackbeard system into one platform for the AR-15. It unleashes a completely new capability with in-depth dynamic shooting analysis, including motion-based analysis and multi-target engagement, something no one has done before. Manus Blackbeard X connects to your smartphone via Bluetooth and can easily download the Manus X application for Android and iOS. The Manus X application gives you history on all your previous sessions, as well as new drills for the modern sporting rifle. Manus X changed the way I train, and I think you'll find the Manus Blackbeard X is a great training aid for yourself and your students. Check out Manus X for more information on their Manus products, including the new Manus Blackbeard systems. That is ManusX.com. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Charlie Cook from Writing Shotgun with Charlie. Welcome back, Charlie, and thanks for taking some more time with our audience today. Rob, it's it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Great. Well, I can't think of anybody better that I know of that, uh, for today's topic, but before we jump into it, can you give our listeners a little bit about your background and what you do in the 2A community? Sure, absolutely. I've been a, a, a certified firearm instructor through the NRA and through the Massachusetts State Police since 2007. In 2010, I started Uh, teaching classes at a shooting school. And about 2012, 2013, I realized that I was up there singing and dancing for the boss. And I'd bring in $2,000 for him in four hours. And I I would say, how can I bring in $2,000 for me? So I started my own business as an instructor and uh, started teaching classes on my own and started my own Facebook page and whatnot. I eventually, uh, I've been a musician for a long time. So I I put. I started doing these things in 2015, where I played the trumpet with one hand and I shoot a gun with the other, and I call these gun grams. And I got about 300 of these on YouTube that have been watched over 20 million times all over the world. And after after being in Toastmasters for a little bit, I had the idea to you know I wanted to do a podcast like a lot of folks, but I started watching Carpool Karaoke and I realized that James Corden was chubby and he's English. And I'm chubby and I can speak English, so I could interview people in the gun community in the car as we drive around. And I could call it writing shotgun and writing shotgun was taken. So I said, I'm going to call it writing shotgun with Charlie. And that's kind of how writing shotgun with Charlie started. <laughs> yeah. And it's a great source of uh, background on people in the 2A community because you've got a lot of lot of videos and a lot of uh, podcasts out there with great, great, great interviews with those people. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm honored that that people check out my content to to prepare themselves for for their future interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good good stuff. Well, hey, 
Today's topic is talking about networking. And I thought this would be a really good topic for our uh, instructors to go along and listen to because when it comes to networking, we're not talking computer type. We're talking about how do you get into a room of total strangers and make yourself seem authentic, uh, make some connections, and hopefully come out of that uh, that experience with a little bit more knowledge and maybe a few more connections because the world runs on connections. And if you can go along and make some connections with somebody who has some land for you to shoot on, somebody with a classroom, somebody who who does marketing or somebody who can print up flyers for you, that's can really make a big difference in your classes one way or the other. And I've seen you work the room before, Charlie, and I'd like to hear kind of what your method is to the madness of trying to network, especially for us uh, introverts, which uh, I would classify myself as kind of an introvert. I come into a room full of uh, unknown people and I can feel the clammy uh, palms and, you know, my <laughs> voice, my mouth kind of swelling up and everything else is like, yeah, I'm not super comfortable in a place where I don't know anybody. I, it, it's like a junior high dance, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I feel a lot of that as well, but I, I, I put my big boy pants on and I say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to some people and, you know, trying to, trying to weasel your way into a conversation uh, is, is always a little awkward, but um, I think the, the, the three things that you need to do, and there's, pro I'm sure there's more. And as I, I tried making a list of all these things, um, I figured out there are more, but the things that you need to be is I think you need to be professional. I think you need to be personable and you need to be positive. And and this is kind of what I what I figured out. So what I mean by being professional is that um, you you probably shouldn't swear, even if you're uh, even if you swear in your regular life, that's fine. It's it's not a, a judgment of of anything. But some people might get uh, might get offended by this, or might think less of you because you swear. So I try not to break the swearing seal with people. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I try not to unless someone else does. And then I'm like, okay, well, they said, you know, they said a swear word and it doesn't mean I'm going to come out and I'm going to sound like Bill Burr on a second set of a comedy night, you know, on a Saturday night where everything's the, the F-bomb this and the F-bomb that. Um, I'm, I'm certainly going to tone that down, but I'm, I'm not, I'm going to have some control over it. Um, the second one is uh, you, you shouldn't be smack talking other instructors or, or people you like or don't like or other people in the room. Uh, you don't want to say anything bad about other people because you don't know who is listening and you don't know who's around and you don't know who knows who. So if you say, hey, this, this, I was talking to this guy and this guy seemed like a jerk and, you know, he said something to me and I didn't like the way he said this, you could be talking to someone that knows him and that he's good buddies with and you have no idea. So then they're, then what they're going to do is they're going to go back and they're going to say, hey, that guy over there, uh, that Charlie guy, he was, he was talking smack about you. And well, I don't like him and I'm not going to talk to him. And, and it's, it's just going to be a mess. Not that you, you, I don't want to say you shouldn't do that. You can save it for your inner circle of friends. Um, so that's, that's one of the things you want to do. Uh, and you don't want to, you don't want to badmouth other instructors, like I said, cause, cause you don't know who's listening. Um, if you want to, if you want to gossip about somebody, save that for your inner circle. If you want to talk bad about somebody, save that for your inner circle. Um, and there's, there's time to, there's time to talk like that. And it's, it's with your inner circle people. One of the things that I want to do one of the things I reason I started my show is I wanted to increase my circle of friends. 
Uh, there's a, a motivational speaker. His name is Jim Rohn. And I know other people have said this as well, but I'm giving Jim Rohn credit. And he said, you're a culmination of the five people that you hang out with the most. So I take a look and say, okay, well, I, I hang out with this guy. And, uh, you know, this guy complains a lot about his job and about, you know, his personal life and whatever. And then I hang out with this person and they talk good about everything that they're doing. And then I'm like, I want to, I, I, I'd rather hang out with the guy that, that talks well about things rather than the guy that complains about things. So, um, I wanted to increase my circle of friends. And so that's part of the reason that I started the show. I want to meet, I want to meet more people that are like-minded and people I can talk with and associate with and, uh, you know, talk about guns and freedom and and liberty and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's really good. And, you know, the old adage, um, you know, moms tell you, you know, if you can't say anything nice about somebody, don't say anything at all, kind of plays, plays into that. And, you know, I find, you know, if you, if your friends are positive, it seems like it, it positively wears off, wears off on everybody, you know, around them. And, and at the same time, if they're being negative and not, I mean, nothing's making them happy, that wears off on, on people around them too. And they're the ones that are complaining about every single thing under, under the stars. And that's one of those things I always tell people. I've got a list a mile long of stuff I can complain about. But I don't spend, you know, I spend very little time worrying, worrying about this ache and pain. Yes, it still hurts. But at the same time, I'm glad, you know, for waking up in the morning. I'm glad mm-hmm. for the friends I have. I'm glad that I get to see, you know, my kids and stay focused on those types of things because otherwise, what am I doing? You know, I'm complaining about, well, you know, this is that way and work, work's caused me to do this. And, you know, these people aren't doing that and blah, blah, blah. I don't take any time to enjoy the positive things in life. And, you know, if you sit back and think about it, especially here in the United States, no matter how bad the politics get, it's still a hundred times better than any, any other country. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I don't like the politics, but I'm also going to realize we're very lucky in the country that we've got. A- absolutely. I I mean, I uh, if you take a look at me, I certainly haven't missed any meals. Um, I, I sleep at night. I have, I have running water and electricity. Like, sure, some days at work are rough, but... Um, my my thing is this when I go to when I go to shot or, or GRPC or a training course or something, man, that is gravy. It is all gravy. I get to uh, I get to go be I get to go be Charlie. I get to go be I one of the things I want to do is I want people just to know me by Charlie, like one name. That's it. Like you Prince. Know? Like Prince. Like, like, like Cher, Bono. Madonna. Bono. Yeah. <laughs> like Kramer, right? <laughs> like I, <laughs> I want to have one name, and I and I love it when I hear people say, "Oh, do you know? I saw I was I saw so and so on Charlie's show, or did you see that Charlie was you know Charlie did this or Charlie had that person on the show?" I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but I, uh, you know, we have bad days, and and I, when I go out, you know, bad days at work, but when I go out to do gun stuff, um, I get to be riding shotgun Charlie, and uh, I like. I like that Charlie more than I like the other Charlie. So when I go be that Charlie, it's it's not that I'm pretending or acting or anything. Um, I love it. I get to go. I get to go do that stuff. And sometimes um, going to going to these marketing meetings, and I'm actually going to one tomorrow morning. I'm going to a BNI meeting to substitute for someone. Um, when I go to these, it feels like I'm playing a game because it's not my real life, um, and I get to go portray this and I get to go be this guy that's got a YouTube channel and this guy that's a, a gun guy and instructor and stuff. And it's not that I'm not that person, but I don't get to be that 
at work at my day job. So I get to go be somebody else. And I like that guy and I want to be him all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't pay all the bills. So I'm right there with you. (laughs) You are not kidding. (laughs) I tell, I tell kids at my, uh, I teach instrumental music at private schools and I tell people I'm the world famous Mr. Cook. And the kids are like, you're not world famous. I'm like, I know, (laughs) I know. So the, um, uh, so the other stuff is you need to be personable. Um, you want to be someone that people want to be around and it's not, you, you don't have to dominate conversations. You don't have to laugh the loudest. You don't have to have the best stories. Um, but you've got to have, you've, you've got to have something to offer people. Um, whether it's some sort of an anecdote or a funny story or, oh my gosh, something like that happened to me. Um, but there's there, I do think there's a fine line where, um, where you become a one-upper. And, and I, I notice with myself that sometimes I give a story that, that to me relates to what this person's talking about so we can have some sort of a connection. But then I feel like, oh my gosh, I think I'm just being a one-upper. So um, you want to be personable and you want, you want like I said, you want to have some stories to tell. Um, one of the things with me is I want to have some sort of a joke or I want to say something funny because in my my attitude is if I, if I'm not a jerk and if I say something funny, people are going to like me and people are going to remember me. And if I can get people to like me and remember me and be like, oh, hey, we saw Charlie at this, or I saw him on this show, or I heard him on the Firearm Trainers podcast. I thought he was pretty funny. I want to go say hi to him. I want to go up to him and, and, you know, maybe have him on my show or, or whatever, just whatever. Um, so I think you need to be personable and, uh, like like you said, it's uh, you want to be positive. You want to be in a good mood. You don't want to be crabby. You don't want to be grouchy. And it really comes back to the uh, the three the, the the golden rules of treat other people how you want to be treated. You know, don't don't talk down to somebody. Don't cut somebody off. Don't you know speak negatively about them. And and hopefully people will do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the one thing about being personable, I think that's really you need to realize is in today's world once they've got your name they can look you up and i've had many people that listen to the fireman trainers podcast that have come up to me and it's flattering that they know who i am but i have no clue who in the heck they are but mm-hmm. i still have to be personable i still have to be positive because they're a listener they're you know and at the same time i gotta kind of weigh the situation about you know well, you know what's all going on but being that personable you know really helps out and it's humbling for me because, again, I'm not a super extrovert person. I'm more introvert than extrovert. And for somebody to actually go along and take the time out to come over and say hi to me and say, listen to an episode or something else like that, that's pretty cool in my book um, to be known outside of just, you know, the gen- my general circle of friends and everything else like that. It is. I. Um, this is the stuff that I wish paid the rent but it doesn't, but coming up to, uh, I, I, I assume that no one knows who I am. And so when I go up to people, I say, hi, my name's Charlie. I've got a YouTube channel called writing shotgun with Charlie. And, and a lot of times that will turn into, uh, Oh, you're, you're the guy in the car. Yeah. I'm, I'm the guy in the car. I drive people around and, you know, um, if people, people have gone from writing shotgun to char, uh, writing shotgun with Charlie to, uh, drive by with Charlie to like, <laughs> people mess the title up all the time. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. As long as they remember, as long as they get the with Charlie, that's what's important. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's, 
it's a uh, you know great and um you know that's where you've, you've got to be humble too that you know they come up they at least recognize you from that standpoint they slaughter the name you know be personal yeah. let them know what the real name is but uh you know i don't take it personal because hey they're at least taking the time yep. to say hi to me and uh yeah you know, that's that's and a they, very great feeling to have it, it is like i said i really wish it paid the bills um yeah, I really do. Uh, one other thing is um, be a giver and not a taker. I think that is a that is really a big one. I uh, I want to be on everyone's show. I want everyone to be on my show, but I I don't I don't want anything from anybody. Um, if they're on my show, great. If they're on if I'm on their show, great. But what I want to do is I want to make some co- sort of connections so I can say, hey, listen, you know what? Uh, if I run into somebody someplace, I can say, hey, I saw your show. I heard this. I saw that video. Uh, I saw you on this, you know. And and knowing, you know, connecting with a lot of people and knowing who a lot of people are, um, I think it really tickles my ADD because I know just enough about a number of people that if somebody comes up to me and says, Hey, do you know this person? I'll be like, Ooh, I don't know them, but I heard them on this show and I saw them on this. And uh, this is what I know about them. And I've had, um, I, I've had <laughs> I see the, some of the DC project gals here in, in new England. Um, they're relatively new to, to everything. So they'll call me up and be like, okay, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this person? Have you talked to her before? <laughs> you know, and they're just, they just, it's so funny because they're like, well, we know that you know everybody. I'm like, I don't know everybody. <laughs> I'm working on it. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll ask me and say, okay, who's this person? Have you heard of this person? Have you heard of that person? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that person does this, that person does that. And like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's enough with my ADD that I can, oh, this, that's this, this, and this. And I, I don't have to stay, I don't want to say not focused on people, but I, I know enough. Of, I know, I know a little bit about it, a lot of people and it's just enough to get by. Well, the amazing thing about the 2A community is you can, there is a, you know, a ton of people, you know, trainers and, and bloggers, you know, writers, uh, you know, uh, commentators, all those type. But when you really get down to it, it's a small community. And that's where you start, you start going to events and you start introducing yourself and such. Um, it's very, you know, humbling that they still remember you. One, one of the best ones I've met was I met, uh, George Harris at the, uh, United States and so carry expo down in Fort Worth. And he was with the, uh, he established the SIG training center. And he was sitting there talking to Andrew Bronca, and I was able to introduce myself to both of them. I'd been talking to Andrew, so he knew who I was, but I didn't know who George was and introduced him. And it's, it's been great. I mean, he's a wealth of information. I've had him on the podcast a couple of times and it's uh, just great to be able to see, uh, form those relationships and really, um, you know, it's great, you know, to be able to do that. And, that's where I take a lot of uh, what I try to do is, like you say, try to be a giver and not not a taker. You know, introduce yourself and see what you can do for them first before you even think about you know asking them to you know do anything for you. And oh, it, it works out very well. Absolutely, I um yeah, be a, absolutely be a giver, be a giver, and shoot, send someone um send someone a message out of the blue and just be like, hey, I thought about you, I saw this, and and this reminded me about you. I just wanted to reach out and see how you're doing. And that lets people know that you care about them and that you're thinking about them um, rather than not hearing from somebody and then thinking, oh, my gosh, um, 
I, I made this person mad. I said something to offend them. I, I did a show. I wrote an article. They didn't like it. You know, um, yeah, just reach out to people and say, hey, listen, you know what? Um, I was thinking about you. I saw you on this show. Nice job on that. It just lets people know that you're, uh, that you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. like, I, like I said, that's good. That's good for my ADD. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Facebook makes it really easy and that you can go along and send people birthday wishes, which are, you know, depending upon your relationships, relationship with them, you know, may or may not be, you know, what you want to do, but you can also see what they've been up to and such. And I know there's been a few times with people I know that I've come across an article or a video or something that I thought was really, um, along the same lines of what, where our relationship is about training and about firearms. And, you know, you just out of the blue say, Hey, you know, I remember we talked about this topic and sent and I thought you might be interested in this video. They appreciate it. You know, I appreciate when people do that to me because you can't be everywhere and do everything. But if somebody's looking out for you, send you some, some quality content. It's like, wow, that, that they care enough about me to send me this stuff unsolicited. Yeah. And then what's going to happen is you're going to, you're going to see something that reminds you of them and you're going to send that to them. And then you're going to build a, a stronger connection and a stronger friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I honestly got to say shot show 2023 sitting here and watching everybody go through it. And I had to work my day job. It really kind of felt like I was missing the party. <laughs> and I don't mean that, you know, with all the, with drinking and stuff like that, I'm talking about seeing everybody, you know, you included Charlie, seeing these people and taking pictures, with those people. It's uh, one of those things that I wish I could have been there for um, just to see everybody and uh, mm. catch up with them because Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff is great, but it's not the same as uh, catching up with somebody in person. It's, it's, it's not, I mean, you know, shaking the paws and giving them a hug. It's um, it really is much better that way. Um, one of the things that I've, that I've noticed is when I first, uh, when I first got in the gun community and started doing things, I wanted to, to have the social proof that I've met these people and I've wanted to, you know, let's get in a picture, let's get in another picture, let's get a picture over here. Let's you know, and the more, uh, the more I just become friends with these people, the less I want to do that, but I, I still want to get a picture with them, but I don't want to. I don't want it to be overbearing because I don't want to, I don't want them to be like, again, it goes back to, I don't want to use them. I want to be their friends. Um, I want to expand my circle of friends and, you know, we see each other. We don't, we don't have to have a picture every day when we're at, at GRPC. Let's, let's get a mm-hmm. picture and this is the picture we have. And, you know, and then we'll hang out and talk and, and BS and have a drink and a cigar and, and everything will be cool. You know, that's, that to me is the stuff that's uh, the pictures are great, but um, being able to, to connect with people, um, it's it, it's really cool. It's so much. It, it's it's really good. Yeah, when when I meet people, especially for the first time, I normally don't ask you know for a picture right away mm. until I've you know I've formed a relationship with them. You know, yeah, talk for a couple minutes, different things like that. They're they're interested in what I'm doing. I'm interested in what they're doing. And before we leave, hey, you know, you know, let's let's snap a picture real fast. And, right. you know, they're, they're interested. And I'm interested. I'm not, I'm not somebody who's just going to want to run up and say, Hey, I want to take, you know, 10 seconds to take a picture with you real fast. I'd, I'd rather have a little bit of a knowing a little bit of your background. Yeah, absolutely. I did this too with, uh, I did this with somebody at shot show. I've done this before as well. Get a picture with somebody that you don't really know. So maybe someone you're just Facebook friends with and then send them the picture and say, Hey, listen, I, um, I, you know, here's the picture of us. I really enjoyed meeting you. You know, thanks for the time. 
and um, and lets them know that you're not just you know you're not out there snapping pictures with people and shaking hands and whatever. And then then there's a, an opportunity to to make a better connection. Mm-hmm. Yep. And shot show or NRA, you know, annual meeting, you know, those those kind of places. Um, you can meet a lot of people in a short amount of time, and mm-hmm. you know, applying some of these little tips and tricks. Uh, will help help you make connections and not just you know selfies but uh, pictures with them but actually you know meaningful connections so the next year when you see them or the next conference when you run across them or next time they've got a question on a topic you know they'll think about you to go along send, send you something ask you you know bring you on their show you know all those types of things that when you're looking at promoting your courses when you're looking at being a resource um you know are all po- big positives Oh, absolutely. Being a resource is a great way to put it. Um, that that really is. That really is. One of the, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's some basic things that that I wrote down as well as, as always have business cards with you. Um, I got to tell you, one of our, our good friends, John Petrolino, made a luggage tag for me with a QR code on the back of it. <laughs> and the QR code has my phone number, my email address, and my website on it. And I actually ran into uh, I ran into somebody in you know a local guy in my area that uh, he's a little bit of a gun guy, and I ran into him at the uh, at the grocery store, and he's like, "Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I saw this online. I saw that show. Blah blah blah." Uh, he says, "Hey, I want to get together sometime." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Um, and then he pulls one of these little things out of his. It's like a QR code, digital digital business card, and it's just one of these things that like he taps it on your phone and. Voila, I've got his his contact information. It's created its own mm-hmm. contact. It's got his name. It's got his phone. It's got his email address, uh, maybe his website or something. And then I just I just save it in my contacts. And that's that's kind of a cool thing to have. Yeah, in the days of COVID and uh, you know, handing out business cards, I still do, but I know several people have gone to the QR codes where they they have it on their phone and you scan it with a um mm. with a camera or something along those lines and poof, all your information's over there and they don't have to, you know, have a piece of paper that, you know, could right. transfer, you know, the virus around. Sure. Yeah. Some I, interesting stuff there technology wise. Yeah. I'm, I'm still a guy that likes to collect business cards because then I can take notes on it and, um, you know, seeing the, seeing the names, not necessarily going to help me, but seeing their logo or seeing their image on their business card, is going to jog my memory a little bit. So I, I'm kind of old school that way. Something I've done on my business cards is I go along and I have them print three lines on the back of it mm-hmm. because it's really, you can have somebody hand them a business card. And if there's something specific you want them to ask them to do or something you want to add to it, you can, you can write that, that quick note on the back of it. And, you, go, you know, it's not just anywhere on the, you know, on the white space, but it's, you know, organized on these lines. And that's, that's going to work really well too, because I've, I've left people messages, you know, on their doors, you know, when I'm visiting gun shops and such, because I can just put it there, put a message on the back, and they'll mm-hmm. get it next time they're in, or giving it to the students also, to where like, here, this is what I'm talking about, and it's a quick, quick note to them, and guess what? They flip it over, and they've got all my contact information. That's that's really cool. So, that is really cool. Any other suggestions on networking for the uh, firearm instructor? Uh, if you if you have a meeting with somebody, you certainly want to be on time. <laughs> uh, that's yes. always that's always a good one. I actually logged in. Uh, I logged into the Zoom about ten minutes ahead of time, and um, I had some issues with it as well. <laughs> so I, I've I've had some issues with my computer, but um, 
Uh, anyway, so you know, if you're if you're going to have a meeting with somebody, be on time, uh, be dependable, be reliable. So if you say you're going to call someone, um, call them. Make the, make sure you take the time or shoot them a text message and say, "Hey, listen, you know what? I was going to call you at one o'clock, but I got a little tied up. Can I catch up with you later? Can I catch up with you tomorrow?" Um, don't. Um, uh, I, I wrote down uh, no Ron Burgundy's here. Always always assume that nobody knows who you are. You know, you don't have to pull the. Do you know who I am? No, I don't know who you are. Um, you, you should always introduce yourself. I uh, There's one guy that I, I read a couple of his books. Uh, he said, you should always introduce yourself until everyone knows who you are. Like always assume, you know, go up and say, hey, my name my name is Charlie Cook. I've got a YouTube channel called Writing Shotgun with Charlie. Um, I'd like to have you on the show. I'd like to talk. I'd like to whatever. Um, un- you know, you introduce yourself until you don't have to introduce yourself because everyone knows who you are. So. Um, yeah, that's that's another thing I got as well. Yep, that's uh, that's that's good because uh, I'm still introducing myself because I'm not that well known. So that's good. Yeah, it's it it never ends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, almost most definitely. And uh, yeah, there's been a few people in the firearm industry I think that expects everybody to know who they are first. Mm. And you know, I won't name any names, but it's one of those to where you know, let's just assume nobody knows you because if you go along and think about the 12 million new gun owners in the last uh, three years uh, during the pandemic that the ATF estimates are out there. Um, that's a lot of people that may never have opened up a magazine or listened to a podcast, different things along those lines. So yeah. even if you've got a million followers, guess what? There's 12 million more people that don't probably know who in the heck you are. Mm. Um, I keep that uh, in perspective. This, this past weekend, uh, I was out on a road trip down to Virginia to do some interviews and I had to stop and go to the bathroom. So uh, uh, while I was in my car, I pulled up my phone, I pulled out the Google Maps and I did the gun stores near you. And I, I keep some writing shotgun postcards and I keep some writing shotgun stickers in my car. And so I went to I went to a couple of gun stores that I'd never been to, never heard of, didn't know anything about. And I just popped in and said, hey, I since I'm living occupied territory, I'm always trying to find pre 94 high cap Glock magazines because where I live, they're gold and everywhere else in free America, where you live, they're junk. We're in Massachusetts and, and, and I call them the Bruin States, but um, you know, in occupied territory they're you know, it's what we can have if we want to have a high cap mag. So I go in, I say, Hey, listen, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm from out of state. I'm looking for some, uh, some pre pre 94 Glock magazines that are used. And uh, they're like, yeah, you know, we don't really have anything and we throw those out because they're junk. And I'm like, all right, well, listen, um, I've got a, I've got a little YouTube channel called writing shotgun with Charlie. And I was wondering if I could just leave some business cards, uh, some of my postcards here. And if they're like, yeah, sure. And then they take a look at the postcard and it's got me with Hickok 45 and Alan Gottlieb and Ashley Lubinsky. And, you know, it's got a gun picture on there. It's got, you know, a couple of couple of things that I've done here and there and how to find all my social media stuff. And I said, look, I just I just wonder if I could leave these here. And they're like, oh, you had you had Hickok on the show? I'm like, yeah, I had Hickok 45 on the show. They're like, is he really that tall? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Somehow he got into my car, which was great. <laughs> and John's even taller. He is. I had John on the show. He's even taller. <laughs> yeah. So um it's it's cool. Uh it's cool that way, you know. Um yeah, and then it's just you know, and, and if they're if they seem really cool, I say, hey, listen, I got some stickers I'd like to give as well, and I leave them some postcards and stickers, and and that's that. Um, uh, so John Hickok, so it's this is one of these things. Um, 
I, I interviewed Hickok 45 and then I reached out to John when I put the show out and I, and I said, Hey, listen, you know, I reached out to your dad and, and, you know, he didn't respond. Um, but I just want to let you know, I put the show out. If you could pass it on to him, that would be great. And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then later on, um, I went, I went back down to Nashville for, for some personal stuff. And I said, Hey, listen, you know, last time I was in town, I had your dad on the show. Would you be interested in being on the show? He's like, yeah, sure. It sounds cool. Great. And then uh, I go to the NRA in Houston last year and I'm like, Hey, I'm just checking to see if you're going again. I'm not looking for anything from John Hickok. Um, hey, I just want to see if you're going. And he's like, yeah, we'll be there. I'm going out to do some stand up on this night and this night and this night. Okay, cool. So I'm like, I get, I get into Houston. I drop my stuff off at the, the Airbnb and I'm like, look, I'm taking the car. I'm going to go check out John Hickok doing some stand up. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, why not? I got nothing to lose. That so would be awesome to see. I, uh, I wonder if yeah. it's going to be in Indianapolis this year because it would be. Uh, I bet you he probably will be. I'm sure he will be. It's. I mean, come on. It's only. It's only what six or seven hours or so. Or less. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably less. Um, so yeah, so I I don't expect anything from from uh you know from a friendship with John Hickok except to say hi when when I see him someplace. And just go up and be like, hey, man, good to see you. What's going on? Nothing. How you been? Good. Cool. Awesome. Take care, man. Nice to see you. Done. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want nothing. Um, I, w- I had him on the show. It's great. I'm honored. I, I'm not looking for anything else. But when I see him, I, you know, and if I see something, uh, whatever, if I see him, some of his stand-up bits, I'll say, hey, man, that was pretty funny. Or I enjoyed this. Or It's just letting, it's just connecting with people to let them know that you, that you care about them and that you're, you're. I don't want to say watching them, but you're not watching them like, you know, spying on them or stalking them or anything, but people just want to know that, um, that you're interested and that you care and that you're paying attention. You're, you're acting like a friend. Yeah, you know, you're, absolutely. You're looking out for their best interest, not necessarily your best interest. Yeah, totally. So, totally. So that is uh, really cool. Well, Hey, I really appreciate your time tonight. Um, talking about this because, uh, networking, and I'll just say it for me, I do it. I feel very good after I've done it and, you know, make new friends, but man, sweaty palms and everything until you, until you break the ice and all of a sudden realize that they're in the same boat you are. And they'd be very happy to talk to somebody about, about what's going on instead of just sitting there eating hors d'oeuvres at the you know reception or something else like that. You know, you, you get talking and all of a sudden, before you know it, you've got, you've got a, a good friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Charlie, what would you recommend to our instructors out there that they should do every year, an event or training or something else like that they should do? I, I'm, um, in 2021, I made a commitment uh, to, to, to try to do 100 hours of training from other people. And it, uh, it, it was easier than I thought. I don't know if I did 100 hours in 2022, but I, I want to take more training. And and when you take training, uh, I I don't want to go in with an attitude of I'm an instructor, I know what I'm doing. I go in and I'm like, hey, you know what? I I I did some the uh, Sig. I went up to Sig Academy with a friend of mine, and we did the handgun 101, 102, and 103 classes. And I went in and I'm like, hey, I just want I want to take a handgun 101 class. 
And my buddy, of course, he's like, hey, he's had Hickok on the show and he's he's hung out with these people. He's done this. He's done that. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah you know, whatever. Um, and all I really wanted to find out was how I can get people to pull the slide back and push the slide stop up without having any sort of an issue and and putting the magazine and racking the slide back. I, you know, I've tried that a bunch of times, but people people still had some problems with this. And I'm like, I wanted to find a way to do this. And that's that was my goal. My objective was to find out how I can get people to pull the slide back and push the slide stop up with less issues because what, whatever I was doing, you know, wasn't, wasn't communicating well and wasn't, wasn't working for some folks. So mm-hmm. that's, I, I took a class up at SIG to learn how to, you know, how they teach people to do that. Or maybe I can, you know, if I, if I go in as a student and I watch someone else teach, there's probably something uh, I can steal or something I can borrow or something I can use. Mm-hmm. And uh, so take a class from someone else and go in without any sort of an attitude and just be like, yeah, you know what? I, uh, I do. A, I've gone shooting before. Mm-hmm. Dave, um, we did the, uh, the faster saves lives class and Dave Laird was there and yeah. Dave, Dave Laird, Dave Laird is absolutely amazing. And he's like nailing it. No attitude, no nothing. They're like, do this, do this, do this. He does it shoots. And then he's just standing there. He's like, okay, well, you know, it's not, He's not glorifying himself. He's like, okay, well, I, I did this. I got it. No, no big deal. And then, you know, maybe that instructor sees that you know what you're doing and you're, they can might spend more time focusing on other people, but he didn't have any attitude and say, well, this is, this is easy stuff. I've done this, you know, I've, I've done this. I've taught this to thousands of people before. Mm-hmm. He's just like, okay, I'm, you know, this is what you want us to do in the class. This is what I'm going to do. Like no attitude about mm-hmm. anything. Well, and that's where, you know, we take our cars in for tune-ups, you know, we take our lawnmowers in for tune-ups. Um, you know, we need to tune up as instructors from time to time to make sure that we're still drawing properly, that we're, you know, got our fingers placed on the frame, you know, while we're drawing it, we're not being unsafe about it, that we're properly pressing the trigger, you know, good side alignment, that we're not jerking, you know, all these things that we focus on uh, our students doing and we know better. But until somebody actually looks at it and says, do you realize, you know, fill in the blank, mm. you may not realize, you know, you've gravitated into, you know, a bad habit there, you know, over the course of a couple months. And I think doing 100 hours of training a year, that's, um, you know, completely do- doable. And if you plan out early enough, um, it's just working into your regular schedule. That'd be great. It is. Uh, it is. And it's, you know, if like in 2021 we you know we both did the mag 40 class i'm like cool that's 40 hours right there boom <laughs> and mm-hmm. then two weeks later we did the faster saves lives class and that was another two and a half days you're like boom hey this is pretty easy <laughs> but mm-hmm. one of the things that i want to do this year is um i want to i want to do a uh, stop the stop the bleed class and learn more about first aid because mm-hmm. i know that is something that i am absolutely lacking on mm-hmm. yeah well that's another one of those things where you know if you were if you were trained well, during Faster Saves Lives, we did a, a basic, um, you know, stop the bleed class. But at the same time, make sure you know the stuff. I mean, unless you do this every day, it's going to deteriorate. And mm-hmm. going through and knowing that, hey, I know how to do this properly is a good feeling. I mean, there is uh, there is a lot of satisfaction going along with retaking things and having, you know, somebody else critique you on how you do a specific skill. Yeah, you know? it, it absolutely solidifies all that information. Mm-hmm, definitely. Skills. Well, Charlie, where can people find out about you, the classes you're teaching, your uh, your podcast, all those types of things? Uh, people can 
check out Writing Shotgun with Charlie on YouTube. They can listen to it in podcast form. I've got a writingshotgunwithcharlie.com as a website. They can watch the show on GunStreamer. They can watch it on the OpsLens app. I repurpose some of the shows on a an online magazine called Armed Lifestyle Magazine, and they, that's a, a free resource for people. And um, I teach I teach gun safety classes as well in Massachusetts, um, and I, I have a Facebook page for that. It's just called Personal Shooting Instruction, and I, I try to keep up with people like you. That's all I'm doing. Great. Really appreciate it, Charlie, and uh, appreciate your time again. It's um, it's good catching up, and I'm hoping, well, my fingers crossed, I will be at the NRA show for at least one of the days. I've made, made, made a promise to myself about that, or, but um, we'll see, be able to see other people. Hopefully, we'll see uh, John Hancock there as well as Hickok 45 and you and a lot of other people that have been on the show before. It'll be a, be a good time. Even though I missed SHOT Show this year, it'll be a good time catching up with those that can make the NRA annual meeting. I'm, I'm planning on making it and looking forward to seeing you there. Thank Sounds you. Sounds good. You take care, Charlie, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found some interesting ideas from uh, Charlie about how to uh, network with sincerity in a crowd uh, for those, especially those introverts and even maybe some of those extroverts out there. Do you have a topic or know somebody I should talk to on the podcast? Email me your suggestions at ftp at concealedcarry.com. You can also leave us comments on our website and Facebook page. Website is firemtrainerpodcast.com. And also on our website, you can go along and search our archives of previous episodes and listen to them there. I also like to ask everybody to go and leave us a review on Google Play or iTunes or wherever you listen to us at. These ratings help people find us and can tell people what they can expect from our uh, vast content over the last four years. Visit our sponsors, especially the Fireman Trainers Association, FTAProtect.com, and check out their structure insurance. Remember to use promo code FTP10 at checkout. We bring this podcast support industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.